Good morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. I'm Ollie O'Donnell and I'm joined by Paul Rankin. Paul, how was your weekend? And it was all right. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. And kind of a dreary day to come out today, but not raining at least. Yeah, and it's the start of a very busy week for uh, the junior mining space. You've got two days of precious metal uh, summit and then we're both at one to one later in the week. Um, and it's the first in-person meet uh, conference we've done for a, for a while. Um, so there's a lot of lot of Canadian companies over for this. Sadly, the Australian companies haven't yet been able to travel. So it's going to be uh, North American heavy, isn't it? Yes, and the Canadians had already been over here for um, the gold. May say the the Munich Gold Show last week. So uh, yeah, they're this is their second leg, I guess, of the main conference thing, which is live. So. Yeah, right. Well, we uh, better get into the mining news. Um, and so first up is PIX Resources, which has got its first day of dealings uh, on the LSE main market. <laughs> yes, we've reached fruition there finally. Uh, the uh, It was a rather uh, lengthy process, but they have come on to the main board of the of uh, the uh, LSE, uh, PIX Resources being... Uh, Previously, ASX listed uh, mineral sands, primarily zircon producer in the island of Kalimantan in Indonesia. Market cap uh, assumption here, right just under 350 million uh, sterling. And uh, during the year, they were the second largest uh, producer uh, by JORC approved resources uh, in zircon uh, in, on, in the world. So not a insignificant player either. So well done then. Yeah, uh, yeah, very high grade, um, large resources there. So now looking up, looking to expand the existing production to capitalize on uh, the very strong price activity that's happened this year and we expect to continue into, into next. Um, so look forward to more updates from them. Uh, Paul, what else is out there? We had Q3 production results come back from the dual listed, including London uh, Pure Gold, who is producing or ramping up a gold mine uh, underground already uh, in production now in Canada. Those numbers looking pretty much what you would expect for a startup operation, I would say. 35% increase um, in stoping uh, <clears throat> for precious metals here. Um, 9,200 ounces produced, which is a 54% increase uh, in over the second quarter. Average grade mill head uh, at 4.8 grams per ton, which is a 15% improvement quarter on quarter. And they're milling right now 685 tons a day, which is, uh, as I say, 35% better on stoping and milling uh, from the prior quarter. They are trying to get uh, to the 1,000 tons per day uh, annual uh, production uh, level. And uh, they're definitely going to be going for some of this better grade material that they've hit in some recent drilling off the um, underground ramp. Uh, some grades like 14 grams over 13 meters, 18 grams over 4 meters. So they also completed on October 15th uh, additional financing so at a dollar and five cents Canadian per unit. 
standing on a cash balance now of 24 million with uh, operating loss over the prior period of 6 million Canadians. So not looking in that uh, bad a shape at all, really. Excellent. Okay. Um, and then there's news out from Macango as well. Yes, Macango Resources, the rare earth uh, developer across the value chain, including mining as well as processing and listed here in London. They have uh, announced that they have opened a Hypromag uh, uh, rare earths uh, recycling subsidiary uh, in Germany. So this just an expansion of their uh, uh, of their technology uh, on the technology on the uh, side of uh, rare earth magnet uh, reprocessing uh, into the tech center for Europe, Europe, of course, which is Germany. Yeah, and this is, I mean, the the, well, the stock is on a, on a good run with uh, rare earth prices rising again, um, but Hypermag is quite an interesting differentiator against the peer group, and it's a very interesting uh, technology so it does set them apart from the from the peer group yes uh, and i think as the deployment of rare earths becomes greater and greater in things like wind turbines and automobiles and so forth the need to recover these once the life of these uh, pieces of equipment has ended will just become that much greater and the rare earths inside are one of the really key components or valuable components for end of life uh, equipment so um Definitely, if they can get a good position in that, that's great. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Paul? Just wanted to mention that the uh, some of the top-level comments about the end of COP26 uh, here that was in Glasgow uh, after a two-week period, it did run over schedule a little bit, but they did get it uh, formally completed uh, on the weekend with a, uh, an announcement. Uh, the uh, communique, however, was essentially uh, weaker than many were hoping for, and not everyone or hardly anyone is really satisfied on any side of the arguments around climate change here. One of the key points is that they did formally name fossil fuels and specifically as coal as contributors to or, uh, adverse contributors to climate change within the COP communique. That's the first time that's ever been made. And they had made some specific uh, accomplished uh, targets to for reforestation and methane cuts, but there is definitely a hard push to get uh, uh, reduction in uh, fossil fuel uh, coal uh, production and use as much as possible to meet climate target. Great. Okay, Paul, thanks for your thoughts. We'll speak to you again soon. Very good. Thank you.